I don't appreciate how you talk to me sometimes, friend. But it's okay. We're going to keep it pushing. Anywho. <clears throat> okay. okay. Wait, I need that. I will give it back to you later. Okay. 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 I can sing. I am a female. I am African American. I am. You can take that out as a clue, friend, because I'm pretty sure they're mostly going to be African American. Fine. Okay. I can sing. I am a Disney princess. That's probably going to give it away. Um,. I was in power. Who am I? Oh, is her name like Nicanoni? What is her name? Because she's in power. She's also in for colored girls and she plays a DC police officer. What is her name? Are you asking me or are you? That's her. Buy, buy, you want to buy a her. clue? She's Princess Tiana. Do you want to buy a clue? No, she's Princess Tiana. Do you know her as Princess Tiana? She's Princess Tiana. She's in for Colored Girl. She plays a dance teacher and she was the one that got raped. And she's a DC police officer. Okay, good. What's her, her name? Her name is Anika Noni. I think that's how you See? say her middle name, Rose. I was Anika Noni. Yeah. I was trying to find something that I, I thought she would know, but I was trying to give you some difficult clues, but apparently I feel like the work. Disney princess thing gave it away. I, that's what I was saying. I was like, I'm this Disney princess shit is going to give it yeah. away, but maybe if I should have said um, I was in power and I'm a singer, maybe you wouldn't have got it. Because you probably would have thought, thought Rose Timmy. Uh, okay. I didn't think about that. Tasha, yet. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would have thought that first. Fuck. It's okay. okay. It's okay. okay. We getting it. We getting there. So, I have a mute button. Ooh, we tell. Is this going to be a juicy mute button? No. Okay. This is just to the bee that was at my job yesterday. Okay. You all know for the umpteen time that I I serve as a waitress at my part-time. And, of course, it always happens to be when it's time for me to go home. Because I always end up closing on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. So we go down from two servers to one server. Fine. We close at 9.30. Someone wanted to come in. These two parties wanted to come in at like 8.30. Now I'm mad. Fine. There was a group of three ladies. They were taking a while. I kept coming over to them. Hey, are you guys ready to order? Oh, we're waiting for a friend. We're waiting for a friend. Okay. Now you're taking a time. They don't actually put their orders until 8.45. Go over to this other table. I went over to them three times. Yeah, we're just going to get a beer right now. We're going to drink and figure out what we want to get. And, you know, then we'll order. Okay. So I wait. I go over to them. They've got their food. Now we hit 930. We're approaching 930. And I'm like, yeah, you know, can I get you guys anything else? Like, the kitchen staff, like, they're cleaning up. Lights are going now. I wiped out my station. I folded my napkins. I did my side work. I'm ready to go. Right? So I just keep coming over to like, hey, you know, can I get you anything else? They're like, no, 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 no. Because I'm like, can I, they're not eating their food. I'm like, can I box it for you? I'm trying to give you the hint. And because clearly the hints that everyone's closing up and everyone's exited the restaurant hasn't matched up to you. Mm-hmm. So finally I go over and I'm sitting down. I'm like, fine. So the table with the three ladies, the girl was just like, oh my God, what time do you guys close? I was just like, been 30. Just past 9.30. She's like, oh my God, I'm we're so sorry. Da, 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 da. So they get the cue and they get their checks and they leave. Great. At the table, I gave them their check or whatever it was. So the girl was just like, wait a minute, are you guys close? I said, yeah, we close at 9.30. She was just like, oh. She was like, well, if I go ahead and I give you, like, if you give me money and we you check us out, can we just sit here and talk? Like, when do you leave? I said, I leave when you leave. She was like, well, so, I mean, that means I can't, like, stay. I said, so, she said, so when is it closed? I said, so we close at 9.30. 
after take your payment, I was just like, we all, we cannot shut down until everyone's gone. So she said, so I can't sit in the restaurant? I was like, no, you're going to have to leave so that we can leave. I said, we cannot leave, ma'am, until you leave. Okay. So I went over to our manager, and I'm telling him, he was just like, she can sit outside. I was just getting ready to say that. He was like, well, she can sit outside. He said, because we're leaving, we're closing up. So here's what my issue is. A couple things. As I've said numerous times, don't bring your ass in before it's time to leave, number one. Okay? And then you want to bring yourself in there. And then after you see, when you see that everybody is closing up and we're getting ready to go, and after we've told you, that doesn't mean that you sit there and you proceed to go on and have your conversation. It does not mean that at fucking all. Okay, because if I'm telling you, even if after I leave and after I check you out, the dishwasher can't leave because he has to wash out your stuff. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. The bus boy can't leave because he has to clean up your table. Okay, we can't go upstairs and close out everything because we can't leave you downstairs in the restaurant by yourself. Have some fucking courtesy. And I don't understand what it is with people when they come in, they think. And then the thing that blows my mind is that. If you want to sit there and you want to stay a little bit, cool, fine, whatever. But let's have your tip be reflective of it. So, number one, don't be that person that wants to come before it's time to fucking close and then want to stay there all that goddamn time. And then, also, don't be that person that wants to stay there longer than what you need to be. Your food has been done for about 45 minutes and you want to sit your ass fucking there and then your tip ain't reflective of it because you're taking out my station, taking out my space, and I'm ready to go. To go. Okay? So... I'm muting patrons like that who come into the restaurant. Ashay, I hope you're not one of those people that come into restaurants. And, like, it really just, I've already worked my full time and then I'm coming in. And then it's literally like, sis, like, we are waiting here because of you. Like, literally, the chairs are stocked up. We've taken the nap, the candles away. Everyone is done. And yet you're still sitting there. Yeah, because it is a nice restaurant. You guys do have an inside and an outside. So I was getting ready to say, sit outside. okay, if she wants to, you know, sit, that's fine. You can sit your ass sit outside. Sit your ass outside. You can sit right outside. I just outside. feel like it's so inconsiderate. And, like, for me, whenever I go somewhere, and if I know that a place is getting ready to close, I'm always like, Quinn, I like, no. Like, I think we just take it to go because people want to go home or we hurry up and eat. Let me go ahead and let me pay you now. Let me do what I, like, let me pay you in the beginning mm-hmm. so that I'm not holding you up. You know, you specifically, whatever it is. And as soon as we're done, give us your to-go boxes. We're ready to go out of there. I just think it's considerate. And then if I ever stay longer than what I'm supposed to stay, I always make sure my tip is reflective. So, I was pissed off. I bet. I was ready to go. Which throws off my entire night for when I'm ready to come home and go to sleep. So, here I am, tired again. And then I have to work again tomorrow. And Fridays are our later nights. Mm-hmm. And... People just think because them motherfuckers don't have work or whatever it is that I want to stay my ass there all fucking night. I don't. I want to go home. So, that is it. Okay. I'm annoyed today. Well, I have a mute button too. Okay. So, I finally had, you know, enough little cash on the side to go get my nails done. So, I proceed to go treat my happy little ass. I go sit at the nail salon. They were lovely. They were nice. Okay. I get my toes done. I tell the lady what I want. I wanted dip. And I wanted the dip that was going to match the polish that I had. Okay, fine. They didn't have the color. Okay, cool. I like a, a good white. A good white nail polish to me is like a classic, like a classic red lip. That's how important it is to me. Mm. So I proceed. I was just like, no, just go ahead and give me the white. And she's like, yeah, I know how to do it. Okay, cool. 
Mind you, the lady that I know knows how to do it because she's done it a couple times on me. She was doing somebody else's nails. So she brings her over the kit and she's, you know, they're speaking their little language and she's like, what's up? Don't be rude. Do not be rude. Do not be rude. Do not be rude. Do not she, be put, rude. she puts the box down and I guess she's telling her how to do it or whatever. Oh, no. So, mind you, you know, I don't know what they're saying, but in my head, this is what I'm imagining. She's telling her how to do it. So then, you know, she's starting on my nails. She's putting, I wanted a little tip because I wanted to be fancy. She puts the tip on my middle finger and she's kind of like forcing it and it's not staying. And I was like, it's not the right size. She was like, oh no, I got it. I got it. Okay, bitch, you got it. You do it then. So then it's like literally sticking up. Like, it's no. slanted. And I'm like, no, you mm-hmm. need to fix this before you even put the dip on. No. She was like, no, 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 I got it. I'm just going to buff it down. Okay, bitch, buff it. We get to the part where now it's time for her to dip me. Mind you, instead of her um, taking a fowl and shaping it because I wanted a coffin shape. Okay. I take her, instead of her doing that, she takes some fucking scissors and clips it on the side of the nail. And then she puts the dip on. And then she proceeds to um, take, you know, the little tool that they use to smooth it out. Yeah. Bitch. Okay. So everybody knows dip is pretty much the color. Yeah. So she's buffing off my color that she already dipped on my finger. Right. And they dip each finger three times. Yeah. So she dipped it three times, buffed it off, and then made me dip it again three more times. So then when I said, no, stop, stop. Right. Get the lady over there with the polka dots because you're not doing it right. The lady heard me. Right. Because, I, mind you, I was telling her, you know, you're doing it wrong the whole entire time. So she finally came over. I said, no, you need to do my nails. Look at this. Right. And she said, oh, my God. And the girl, they looked at each other. Right. Then the lady was like, here, come to my station. So she, I go to her station. She fixed the middle nail. The middle nail stayed on the longest. Okay. Now, you saw me Saturday. Mind you, I got it done Saturday. Saturday, they was popping. They was cute. And here we are Tuesday morning. I get to work. Cool. Get in the car. I hit my finger on my car door. I didn't jam it. I just hit my finger lightly. Okay. Poop, poop. Pops off. What the fuck? Okay. I put my seatbelt on to to do, you know, put my seatbelt on. (laughs) Two over nails pop off. Pop, pop. Like fucking Skittles. At this point, I'm pissed. So I'm in, I'm in traffic. I'm like, you know what? That's motherfucking bitch popping them all off. Don't you I get hate to that? The, I get to the middle nail, the one that the lady, the one that knows how to do the nails, actually did my nail. I get to the middle nail, and this motherfucker wouldn't come off. That's a survivor. I was pissed. Okay, I had to go home, wait for my kids to finish a Capri Sun, to slide the Capri Sun when it's you know flat. Oh yeah, up, right up under the nail, just to get that bitch off. You didn't go back to the shop. To to what? Kukwa Chang would not. No. You should have went back to the shop. No. No. See, I have learned the hard way to not play with my nails. And my nail lady, Wafa, hey girl, she's getting ready to go on maternity leave. Well, well that bitch going to have to wait. She's going to wait. And I'm just like, yo, like someone else, who in here is going to be doing my nails? Because I almost, I was with my goddaughter this weekend and um, my nail lady was out. So I didn't get to go at my regular schedule time. She was like, okay, I'll see you Tuesday. I was like, ugh, fine. So, I just couldn't wait. Like, my nails was just... You ever, like, when my nails aren't done, like, I be trying to hide mm-hmm. my fingernails, okay? I was trying to file them to make them look like something. And I was just like, okay, I'm about to go to another place. I was in Baltimore. I was like, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to get my nails done. But I was just like, no, no, no. 
because you're going to mess around Alex and you're going to get your nails and you're not going to like it and then you're going to mm-hmm. have to wait even longer. So I had to just wait. So when I went out this weekend, I had to just hide my nails under the table. I did. I had to. And if I were you, I would have went back and been like, she messed up my nails. I would have brought her all the fingernails. <laughs> I would have brought her all the nails. Every last one of them. I, I mean, I actually have them in my car. I should go do that. I mean, they looked nice. They did. They, they did look really nice. They looked really good. But I'm not going to that lady. The lady them. I'm, I'm, I'm even contemplating not even going back. I'm trying to find, like, a really good nail tech, a person I can trust. Just like, you know how, like, you only go to that one person that do your eyebrows Do you eyebrows not have your nail person's, good? like, number? No, I'm still trying to find a really good person. Like, I had one person, but she was in a car accident and she died. So, Aww. Yeah. That's tragic. She was, a old, she was an older lady. I know it was, like, kind of random because mm. when I came and I was, like, looking for her, she was, like, oh. Because she was going to another, like, fill-in at another shop right. and a car accident happened. She was already older. Mm. So, whatever. But Yeah, I've learned my lesson when I used to go to my old shop in Greenbelt and... I went somewhere else because I didn't want to wait, and I put my eyebrows up, and she came in. She said, mm, your eyebrow, who did that? Who did that? Who did that, baby? And, then, and it took forever to come back. I bet. They snatched Perfect. all the hairs off. Yeah, and she was confused, and she brought it up every time I came in. She said, your eyebrow look like this because you, you don't come to me. You're <laughs> elsewhere. You want somewhere else. I was just like, okay, thank you. Thank you. Right. Why they always got to remind you that well, she, she fucked up but and I went mean, somewhere else? She knew else. her work. She knew her work. I guess it's kind of like when men cheat on their barbers to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. She's like, you can't do that. But whatever. So. But I'm trying to find that one nail tech that I can just be like, you know, I can go to consistently. I don't know anybody that's really good. Like, I was trying to find, like, maybe a black-owned nail tech, but none of them travel. So I'm trying to tell people if they add, like, a travel portion to whatever they're doing, right. they can probably make bank. Yeah, but then that's all the equipment that's standardized this. Let me tell you something. I keep telling you, go to my girl, Wafa. I know it is out the way for you, but you need to go over to her. She's amazing. You just text her. You tell her when you want to come in, and that's it. You you got to take me over there one day. And I mean one day soon because I get paid in a couple days. Well, I'm not doing until next week. I don't care what you do. Okay, I'm just going to wait. What what day are you going back? This is is beside the point. That's beside the point. Okay, tell me what happened in Sweden. Um, but anyway, just real quick, I just if nobody understands, I'm muting that bitch that did my nails. Okay, I rebuke you in the name of Satan. I'm sorry, in the name of Satan, in the name of Jesus, because you are Satan for doing my goddamn nails Wait, and them bitches, them bitches popping off that goddamn quick. So what happened okay. in Sweden? So in Sweden, three thousand people in Sweden are getting um. Embedded with microchips under their skin to replace keys, IDs, gym cards, office keys. As big as a grain of rice, they are putting this microchip in their skin. And it's like lodged right between their thumb and their their index finger. How do you feel about that? Like, it's replacing car keys, gym keys, apartment keys, So are they volunteering to do this? Yes. Apparently, people in Sweden volunteer to do a lot of shit. I feel like... I feel like now with our phones, when you think about it, like your phone has access to everything, like your medical record, your your ID, like your. But that's only if you put that in there, like if you. Right. Right. But I even feel like you ever like literally like you ever be talking about something, and I know that you niggas be listening. You ever be talking about something, and then like you go on Instagram or Facebook, and literally what you spoke about yes. pops up as an advertisement. Yes. Like. I feel like there's some way somehow that they're already listening. I can only imagine being like microchipped. Mm-hmm. And how long are they supposed to be microchipped for? 
Well, it didn't say how long. It didn't sound like it was a trial. It just sounded like they were just putting in, in people and whoever wanted it can get it. But why would you want that? Look, how do I'm you not feel in Sweden. about that? That's what I was getting ready to ask you because have you ever, I don't know the exact name of the movie, but I think it was like Justin Timberlake and they were in it and I think it's called Time. And it's basically on your wrist. It'll tell you how much of a lifetime span you have. I feel like and I've like, seen time that. time is money. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've seen that. I just... So that's what I, I envision in my head when I think about chips being p- placed in somebody. They're already tracking where you're going. They're tracking where your money's coming from. They're tracking all of these but different things. But does that offer you some extra type of security? No, because people can still hack into these chips. No, no, no. no. Oh. I mean, like, for example, like like safety-wise. So if I have this in here and, like, if I'm in any sense of imminent danger, are the police no. or someone ever going to come immediately to me? No. So then I don't want it. You got the same process as everybody else. Call 911. You got to wait because for it. Because I feel like they'd be watching me like I'm sleeping. Right. All it's doing is replacing your ID, no. your keys, your gym card, your office keys. No. Different things like that. That's all it's you know, really doing. You know now like um, at the airport starting in like 2020, I think it's like February, March, You have to. we all have to exchange in our IDs and they have to be like, they have to say like real IDs. What? Yeah. So, like, even if you're traveling domestically, which is, like, within the United States, they're starting to have it to where, like, they want you to bring your passport anyways. Oh, so who doesn't bring their passport? If I'm traveling from Maryland to Atlanta, why do I need to bring my passport? Should I bring my passport no matter where I go? I bring really? my passport, passport card. Yeah, I keep that shit on me just in I case. I think I need to get a passport card. I-, I know people have those for cruises. I think that's what they're for. Mm-hmm. I think I, sh- I should get one, but um, I'm going to have to get a new license anyway since when I change my name, um, but I know Kunle went and got it, and like you have to get like a, it's called a real ID. What the fuck is a real ID? I don't know what makes it a real ID, but it's called a real ID. Okay. Yeah. I'm, girl, I'm so tired of this. Every time I turn around, I feel like I got to switch something else. Right. I'm more money. Didn't over. I just pay? Okay. Didn't I just pay for this goddamn license? Now you tell me I gotta get another one? Speaking of, um, I don't know why no one told me the process of switching your name is so damn difficult. Um, why do you think I didn't do mine, boo? Like, what the hell? Yeah, you gotta, I think you have to start with social security first, right? Yeah, so I have to go and get a new social security card, and then I have to send something over to the passport people, and so I had to, like, request several copies of my, like, marriage license, the, mm-hmm. the certified one. To send that out, and then I can go ahead and then I can get my license. And then after that, then I have to go to tell my bank, and then I have to tell this person, and then I have to tell that person. You gotta get a new birth certificate, too. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. All that costs money. Hello? Hmm. Okay? So, True. nigga, just be happy. Just know that we are married. I don't have to take your last name, not unless you pay for that shit. I mean... And filling out all the paperwork. When we go out, everyone could call me Mrs. whatever his last name is. Right. But it is such a process. It is. My God. Yeah. Shoot. Anywho. I'm just happy you didn't change your middle name. Like, I know somebody that has, you know, her first. Um, oh, absolutely not. Her husband, her old last I've name as her of, middle name. Yeah. Like, who, first of all, who the fuck said you can get rid of your middle name? I'm not doing that. I'm never. And then I met somebody that didn't even have middle name. Like, what the fuck? Is this? I think that's weird when people don't have middle names. My mom has two. Well, at least your mom got two. I met somebody who ain't got. A yeah, middle name, weird. like bitch. Are you an alien? Like, what how did do you, you mean get you don't here? Have a middle name. Like, why don't you have one? Right. I'm suspicious of you. Thank you. Like, bitch, are you an alien? Like, like I said. Tr- I mean, like, tell the truth. Right. Tell the truth. Okay. Are you from the motherland? Tell the truth. 
Well, not something else. My dumb ass, the motherlands. Well, you know what? So it's so funny. I was telling Cool Night, we were talking about something. He was like, something, something, your name. I was just like, you have the basic Nigerian name. Okay? Just like we have Sarah's and Becky's and John's here. I was just like, Cool Night, I was like, I'm sure there's a million and one Cool Nights running around in Nigeria, okay? So your name ain't popping, only here. Ooh. Yeah, he tried to throw shade at my name, but it's okay. It's okay. The shade. Anyway. Okay, so. I don't know if I find this funny for the justice system or just in general. It just shows that our legal system is nothing but fucking trash. So I don't know the ethnicity of this particular person. I'll figure it out. Go ahead. Okay, tell but me. his name is Kobe uh, George. White. Kobe, that's white man. Okay, so he was arrested for what police thought was cocaine, but it actually turned out to be um, powdered milk. You know what powder milk is, right? Yes, my grandmother tried to give me that one yes. time for cereal. Okay. It's disgusting. So he was pulled over in Oklahoma for not having a rear uh, light on his bicycle. You know that little flashing light thing? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he was pulled over for that. First of all, he gave a little chase. <laughs> they never said- Kobe was trying to get home. They never said if it was if he was in the car, if he was um, if the police officer was in the car, or if the police officer was still on the bike with like, like the yeah. person. So I can just- Imagine that takes me back to twenty one. Was it twenty one or twenty two Jump Street where they were police officers? On the bo- yeah, yes, on the little, that, that takes it, me back. Yeah. It's the first fucking thing I thought about. Anyway, he got pulled over for that. So um, the substance was tested and it came po- it came back positive for cocaine, and he was charged with drug trafficking, which is a felony, and and um, he was going to be sent to jail or with a f- or he would have to pay a five hundred thousand dollar fine. Oof. Yeah. Take me to jail. First of all. Take me to jail. I you can, got that you can take me to jail. I ain't got That's that fine. I, I ain't got that type of coin. I ain't set up like that. My oh. spirit is not set up like take that. Me take me to jail. So in the court, um, in court, he pled not guilty to the drug trafficking charges. After two months in jail, he pleaded, um, he went back and he tried to plead guilty. Because I guess he was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Y'all already put me in jail. I'm already right. two months in here. Let me just go ahead and serve my time. So then he goes back and he tries to plead uh, guilty. So he pled guilty in October for um, a lesser charge instead of uh, drug trafficking. They were just going to charge him with having cocaine. Days later, after uh, he returned to court, he wanted to withdraw his plea after the lab tested and confirmed that it was powdered milk. Did he not tell them it was powdered milk? I'm assuming he did. So that's where it becomes a little sticky. The whole the whole story has not panned out, but this is just from the research that I found out. Like he was getting ready to serve 15 years in jail for what police thought was cocaine. So my thing is, how do we go from How do you go from powdered milk to cocaine? No, no. How do you go from testing it and it comes back as being positive for cocaine to now you tested it now and now it's powdered milk what happened within two months are you planting shit and they come back as cocaine just so you can get that one up well first of all where was kobe going with this powdered milk because okay first of all okay so it was in his okay so he was nervous he was nervous when he got off his little bicycle or whatever, and he was like touching his back pocket, like he was making a, like a like you know when you get nervous. Well, was he trying to tell, tell people that it was cocaine, but it was really powdered milk? Probably. Who knows? But he got off his little bike or whatever, and the police officer just you know was letting him know. But then he kind of like reached for his back pocket, so the police officer searched him, and he saw like it was in like a baggie, and it was kind of like a large amount. 
Yeah, it's powdered milk. Right, but to the naked eye, if you're a police officer, the first thing you think is what? I mean, Cocaine, I a drug. So that's what I'm saying. How do we go from you testing it in this cocaine to now two months later, oh, it's just powdered milk. So who fucked up? Did the police officer plant the drugs? Did I the think it's on both of them. Both of who? I the think first of, all, first of all, Kobe, you your ass should have said it was fucking powdered milk. I agree. Okay. You should have said that. Should have opened your motherfucking... Maybe you probably did. Like I said, I didn't get the whole story, but I'm just telling you because that shit was funny to me. Powdered milk? Powdered milk, sis. A whole powdered milk. Have you ever milk. had powdered milk, by the way? First of all, it is the most fucking disgusting thing in the world. So powder my and water? No, ma'am. So my grandmother, I went to her house and I was just... It was a couple years ago. I was like, Grandma, I want to make sure. She was like, okay, there's milk. I'm like, all right, what's milk? She said, oh, it's... She said, too. She had the powdered milk. She said, the evaporated milk. I was like... I hate both of them. Grandma, what is this? She was like, yeah, you just add some water to it. No. I was just like... Mm-mm. No. I poured it in there. Like, I was just like, I don't want any more. It literally okay. just looks like water with, like, some color in it. Or but that's like, that's like formula. Yeah. Ew. It's kind of like baby, baby formula, but... It's just like fucking this. Have you ever tasted formula? No. First of all, mind you, I do have two kids. Fuck no. Okay, this is a TMI, but have you ever tasted your breast milk? Yes. What does it taste like? Fucking amazingness. Really? I don't is know it how sweet? to. It depends on what you eat. Hmm. But at the time when I was breastfeeding, it was sweet. Because I was doing like vegetables and fruits and different things like that. The nourishment, of course, makes the milk a little bit sweet. And then, you know, your baby, uh, I remember the first time I gave it to Alani. Her, I thought this bitch was about to die. Her eyes was like this. You know Like one crazy? eye was back and the other one. I was like, what the fuck is she doing? I've about? been seeing a lot of stories where women, and it's nothing new, um, but there's this one grandmother, like community grandmother, and she's been giving her breast milk. Like, she feeds, like, the community kids off of her breast milk, like the babies. Like, moms will bring their babies to her to breastfeed. What would you do? What? Like, what do you think about that? Fuck no. <laughs> okay, scenario. Let's say, for example, and I saw this other story, where this mom was out or whatever it was, and, like, she, she was at the hospital with her child, with her other child, and she wasn't able to, like, she forgot her formula or whatever it was, so she wasn't, she didn't have any milk or whatever it is. Her baby was crying. This other woman was there nursing her baby, and she offered to breastfeed her baby for her. What would you do then? I would kindly say thank you, but no thank you. I'm not doing that. So you had your babies just, at that moment, just starve. Well, first of all, I don't know because now I'm sorry, little, like, little Sebastian. You just gonna have to stop because I ain't doing that. Hello, I feel like in father, situations like no, that, I'm calling daddy. Go, go. You can pump it for my baby, but then I also think about I don't know what you may have. Exactly. Yeah. There's cleanliness that you got to worry about. You wouldn't drink my breast milk. Actually? Fuck no. <laughs> There's I saw this episode of Cribs where this man, like this football player, he was drinking. He would buy breast milk. And he said it was good. It was healthy. And then he didn't have a woman. I don't know where he was getting it from. But like some seniors, you know, they give it to sometimes older people mm-hmm. because of the nutrients. Yeah, they're good at nutrients, but I'm not giving you my child to suck on your titty. I'm not doing that. Tit milk. I'm not doing that. Would you do that? 
No. With your OCD. Okay. Because you no. always asking me questions. No, no. I'm going to throw said, this shit right back to you. I said if she had a pump. But then even in my even mind, if, if we, it was a last case scenario, okay, fine, whatever. But even in my mind, I think of, I don't know what diseases Even you may with or the may last case scenario, like even, like you, me? okay, you couldn't just call Kunle and be like, bring me some. I said in the last case scenario. No, Josh is the last case scenario. Bring your ass here and bring me the formula. Are we inside the hospital? And what hospital is this? Because certain hospitals have formula for babies. I don't know, but formula she was there with her sick child, and she was panicking. She forgot to pack the whatever it is for the baby. The baby screamed her head off. The other mother was there breastfeeding, so she decided, okay, like I can feed your baby for you if you'd like me to. What the fuck was wrong with her titties? The mother titties. She couldn't produce it. No. Little Daquan, you just gonna have to stall for a minute. Let me go. Um. Let's go get some some um, mashed up peas or something from downstairs in the, in the cafeteria. That's really weird, but like when I have kids, like I want to pump it and I want to taste it. it it's your own them. body. It's your own milk. But then I'm gonna feel gross because like it came out of that. But that's the most beautiful thing. I know, but still, it's gross. Women's bodies are so beautiful. They you are. can do so many things. But I don't know if I want the milk. But whatever. All right. So as we mentioned before, some episodes back, Santoya Brown is getting out of prison. Mm-hmm. She's officially been released, and she was on an interview today with the Breakfast Club, and she didn't really delve in too much of like what actually happened that night. Um, but you know, she wrote a book, and she was just saying, you know, she's newly married, and uh, she was discussing how she actually got into that cycle. And I think the most interesting thing that she cycle said was. Of what? Um, of being sex trafficked. Okay. And getting with her pimp and, you know, all of this other stuff. And I think two things really stood out to me in her story. Mm-hmm. That she came from a two-parent household where her father was a military. And I forgot what she said that her mother did. But, you know, she had a stable foundation. But she felt like her parents were too strict. Mm-hmm. And that's why she rebelled off into what she did. Um, so that was really interesting to me. And then the other interesting point to me was how she was saying that, you know, it didn't dawn on her that she was facing life. And then the person who essentially, her older pimp who was like 43 years old or whatever was who her boyfriend was, wink, wink. Um, how she never realized, like, she thought that he still loved her. You know, and she said she would be calling him from prison. And, you know, it took someone sitting down with her and saying, like, sweetheart, like, do you realize you're facing life? Like, you're, you're, you may not never get out of here. And this man does not care about you. And it made me think of, like, you know, Remy Ma uh, did some time in prison and, you know, little Kim did as well. And knowing people myself who have gone in prison. But I think it's very interesting how the cycle of abuse. Oh, let me say this. There's a good portion of women who are in prison or locked up in the system because of domestic abuse situations. And I think it's just mind-blowing to me how, sis, you're facing life. But at that moment in time, you couldn't recollect to come to terms with the fact that you are partially in here because of him. And he has gone out about his business. And he is doing him. He's not coming to see you. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. But you're still concerned about him. And that, to me, like I have to get her book. I want to read it. 
that to me like was just mind-blowing to me and it was also interesting to see that you know she said she didn't realize that she was sex trafficked or being abused until someone until years later until she got into her 20s and she went through her therapy and I think about the cycle of abuse when you think about women who are in these situations and October is also a domestic awareness month and I was listening to a story and the woman was saying um you know 70 percent of women, I think it's like 70% of women, when they do escape their abusers, that's the most dangerous time to leave. Like, their life is on the line because they're trying to escape, and you don't know what their reactions are in there. We're saying, you know how sometimes prison isn't rehabilitating for that abuser, because, you know, and I think about it, like, they're in prison, you got me locked up, bitch. So now I'm, I'm not got time to think about it because I'm mad. And then I come out and I do whatever it is to you. But I think it's very interesting to hear the woman's perspective of it, how no matter what, she didn't see anything wrong with it. Wrong with the sex trafficking? She Well, first of all, she didn't realize that she was being sex trafficked, and she didn't see it. She still, she still looked at that 43-year-old man as her bae, her boo, her love, her whatever it was. Because she, she started at a young age. So yeah. when you are brainwashed from a young age, you're mm-hmm. not able to re- recollect or tell the difference between what is real and what is fake. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're getting it from somebody older. Right. And you're expecting them to be that older protector or that older provider for you. So then you're just automatically assuming, okay, this person is down for me. This person is riding for me. And then also, we don't know what he's telling her. Even exactly. though he's not there presently, you know, um, visiting her. He could be sending her money, putting money on her books, or, you know, telling her things over the phone. I love you. I got you. I couldn't come. And that's come what she was saying. Because of blah, blah, this and blah, blah, fuckity that and different things like that. Yeah. So sometimes it, it's... It's it's hard to distinguish who's here for you and who's not, especially when you're brainwashed from a young age. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. What do you think about with women who... I think it's easy from an outside perspective to say, girl, leave. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, because I've ignorantly have said that, like, girl, leave. Like, if he ever did this to me and da 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 But I feel like, for most people, I feel like we've all been stupid in love before. Right. Um... You never know what you're going to do when you're put in that situation. Until you're put in that situation. Right. Right. And I think just the numbers when she was talking about, not to tell you, Brown, but this other interview I was listening to, about how dangerous that moment is to say, okay, I'm going to up and leave you, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it's a situation, especially if you have kids. Yeah. And I know they have a lot of these shelters for women, but I remember one time I wanted to volunteer at one, and the woman was just like, okay, so we'd have to interview you outside of the place because we don't want anyone to know or whatever it is and I guess like um when I was EMTing whatever is we had this one girl she had stayed one she was like yeah she said you know you are not allowed to like they don't tell like they pick you up they're not allowed to tell you where they're bringing you whatever the case is because they don't want you having access to being able to tell your abuser Mm -hmm. or putting because you're going to put everybody else at risk right and I told you before I shared before like I know someone who's thank god they made it you know and I'm imagining I don't know the background of it, but he shot her daughter and her son. Thank God they survived. But I remember listening to that audio, and I remember talking to him afterwards, and it's just like, damn, like, you know, like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. So it only made me think of, you know, what other incidents may or may not have happened beforehand, you know? And you would think, like, you know, leave. But, but sometimes in situations of abuse, you don't want to leave because you don't yeah. know what retaliation looks like. Right. Right. And 
what a smack in the face here and there could look like right now could be your death right could be your death wish when you actually decide to get up and leave so i went to this training um and there's a new law that's getting enacted and it was saying and i feel away about this but they were saying that let's say for example arshay i'm the mom and i have two kids and I go ahead and I call the police on my husband and say, like, he beat me or whatever it is, this and the third. I can go ahead and get arrested. Right, like, if I go back, if I end up going back to him or whatever it is, like, there's, I don't want to misquote it, but I can get arrested for it. Because they're saying that once children are involved, they're saying that me as the mother, I'm putting my children at risk. What do you think about that? I, ooh. I'm kind of 50-50 with it because it, it depends on the situation. You have some people that just love to call the police all the time or threaten to say, I'm going to call the police. But then you actually have situations where, okay, the police need to be involved. But then at the same time, you have these women that are so madly in love with these men and they believe anything that they hear. So then the first thing they do is take them back when they need them. Right. But let's say you get your ass beat and you have two kids at home. You get your ass beat and you call the cops or whatever it is. And then not only does he get arrested, but you also get arrested because you have kids. So yeah. are you saying that we both get arrested at the yeah. same time? Or are you saying that if no, I decide to go back? I think, it's, I think it's if you decide to go back or something like that. Okay, if I decide to go back, then I'm okay with that. Because then I knew what I was putting myself I into. I feel like you should take my kids. I'm not even trying to be like that. And this is, I said to say this. I feel like it's one thing. And and again, like I've never been in an abusive relationship, a physical abusive relationship, but I think of the sense of, okay, like now you're putting your child because they're saying it's child endangerment is what they're Mm -hmm. saying. So it's just like, okay, you're choosing, what they're saying is that you're choosing to, um, go back into the, you're choosing to put your children back in the situation by going back to him or her. Which I agree with. Right. Which I completely agree with. So if I call the police again. Right. And he beat my ass again. Okay. Yes. I guess arrest both of us. Right. Because I decided to go back and I'm putting my child in, in danger. But the first scenario, how you said it to me, it sounded like you yeah, were saying. Yeah, I don't saying, think I said it right. I don't okay. think I said it right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm a, but still, that's, that's still a gray area. It's a touchy subject. And that's, a, that's where the debate was when we were having the training. Because it was like, okay. Well, how does that make that abused woman feel? Because do then, if he's doing something, then do I not go ahead and call the police because for fear that they're going to take my kids away or right. whatever it is? Right. But I just kind of feel like, again, like, do I sit there and get my ass beat some more because I want to keep my kids, but at the same time, I'm trying to keep my family together? Yeah. Or I don't want to, like, it's, it's a touchy situation. I feel like they need to um, put some. I do feel like in a situation where, let's say, for example, if you knew that I was getting my ass beat and I had kids and you were aware of what was going on and I have kids, I feel like if something happens, I wouldn't be surprised if the court looked at you because then it's just kind of like, but then that comes in like, you know, those are your kids, those are your responsibility. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just like, it wouldn't sit right with my spirit to know that your nigga is beating your ass and you've got kids at home and I'm sitting back here and I'm not doing anything about it. So then what do you do as a friend that's getting, your friend is getting her ass beat 
and you decide to go to the police station. But that person that's getting their ass beat has to want to file charges. Right. And that's a big and that's a big thing. I mean, I feel like for me what I've heard what people say is like, you know, you always keep that line of communication. Mm-hmm. And they said the best thing that you can do is for your friend. If you are that trusted friend, they say have a plan with your friend. If such and such goes on, here is what we're going to do. Here are the necessary steps. Here's X, Y, and Z. Like, you know, have a backpack. Have whatever you need packed for the kids. Have a safe place to take them, this you know? This reminds me of enough. Yeah. Have you seen the- Sorry, guys. Friend, I'm going to need you to get it's your phone together. The scams be scam. calling all the time, girl. I didn't put my phone on silent. But, yeah, like, I think to myself, like enough like you know she went ahead she saved it for money she had a plan but they were saying that you know it was actually on the read someone wrote a letter to it and she was saying you know she went ahead and she it was had on a, what on the read where the friend said that the read podcast it was a list oh, okay. mm-hmm. and she was saying what well, she did she had a plan with her friend and she said okay you know let's have a backpack just in case this is going to be the safe word this is where we're going to meet if something x y and z is going on and here's a person that i need to communicate with mm-hmm so that was what it was. And I guess I guess for me, I think that would be the smartest thing to do. Yeah. You better have some money in that book bag because you can't use cards. We don't want him to track you. Girl, yeah. I, I, I want, Put I know something that aside. Movie. And again, like, again, it was a Lifetime movie with um, DJ from Full House was on there, her friend. And Sally Jeffrey Raphael was the lawyer. And she said, was a judge. And she said, and you all saw him do something. And you all sat back there and said nothing. You didn't tell someone when you were supposed to tell someone. So she says her death is a result Just as of much as your responsibility, responsibility as his was because you guys saw something and you didn't, and you didn't say, say anything. anything. And I'm all for saying something. And nigga, you gotta know that I know that you beat my friend's ass. I'm gonna let you know. But, you know, moving on from a, on a somewhat of a lighter note. Well, first, before we move on, um, Congressman Elijah Cummings has passed away at 68. Wow. Yeah. I didn't realize he was 68. Yeah, he looks a lot older than me. Yeah. Um, There aren't many details surrounding it, so I don't want to say too, too much. Um, But, you know, thoughts and prayers to his family. And apparently he signed a bill. He was still on Trump's ass up until. So... My coworker and I were talking about it, and she kind of made a joke. She was like, "What what if Trump put out a head on him? Girl, let's not conspire. You see with the microchips? Yeah. And we're going to be messing around and we're going to log on to Instagram and Facebook and it's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thoughts we and prayers. We're not in Sweden, but anyway. <laughs> thoughts and prayers to them. All right, so that's all this post, this picture floating around of Gabrielle Union, baby caviar, caviar caviar, mean baby, and his youngest son. Okay. One of, his second to youngest son. And Dwayne Wayne captioned it, my girls. Is this the son that's gay? Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of controversy on it. What do you think? Um, well, first of all, I think it's best to be supportive when, if a child identifies, oh, this is another touchy subject. Ooh, um, I feel like he's being supportive of his child the way he knows how to. I feel like it's always going to be a hard situation and I feel like he's doing a good job at it by even taking his child to pride. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think he's making a statement just like how, what is his name? Magic Johnson. Yeah. His son. EJ. Yeah. Oh yes. Hello. He supports his son. 
I don't, I think we make a big deal out of certain situations that don't need a big deal. If anything, we need to send kudos to him for being a athlete, one, a well-known athlete, two, a black man, three, supporting his son. Okay. Do you think he could have just posted the picture and didn't have to write my girls? I... I technically don't see anything wrong with it. Right. Only because it's his family. And at the end of the day, these people that have their ideas and their opinions about it mean nothing. Right. And that's what I thought. I mean, like, do you, that's how you feel, whatever, whatever. I just think of his child, his transitioning daughter, if that's what. Now is is And that's his, what I'm saying. Now that I don't know for sure, which is why I'm kinda like trying to be careful with my words. We don't right. know for sure if, you know, his son is transitioning or if he identifies as a girl. I don't know. And that goes back to my conversation of when they are that young, how do you how, how do you how do you navigate that? I think being that young, they should have some support groups and different, like, maybe, not classes, but kind of, kind of, sort of, like, classes. Which goes back to our sexual education and sexual orientation discussion. That, too. I feel like they should have, like, not necessarily a class, not necessarily an intervention, but some, some type of place where, okay, my child just came out to me, so let me figure out how I can navigate this by taking them to this particular place where they can tell me a little more about it. We can sit together and we can figure out our emotions. Not necessarily saying therapy, but something to that effect. Does that make sense? It does, because even, I think about it this way. I think of it from outside, from the public perspective of I don't want that child to be any more ridiculed than he may you know I me mean? because this is the thing like it's with the age of social media everyone feels like they have a right to opinionate you know say something about you know whatever it is that you do you can't blow your nose or sneeze whatever it is mm-hmm. what else somebody saying, something. somebody saying something you know what I mean mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I think of in that perspective but I feel like I appreciate him for loving his child, whatever it is. And that's not to say that he doesn't have moments where he questions, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I thing? doing the right, right thing? You know what I mean? So, uh, I I don't I don't know. And the reason I brought it up, because I was just like, when I saw it, I was just like, oh, okay, whatever. At first, I thought it was just like, maybe, and this I'll say this. Maybe he was just saying my girls because maybe he was just referencing Kavia and Gabrielle mm-hmm. and the other child happened to be in the picture. Or maybe his son does identify as a girl. It could be. So, which is why for me, I was just like, okay. And Gabrielle Union clapped back and she was like, you know, uh, this is love in this picture, you know, yada, 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 this and a third. Um, I, 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 I don't know. Like I said, I don't see a problem with it. The the Don't only give shit. Time That's your kid doing exactly. what you want to do. And if he's the happy, he's comfortable. The only time that I would have a problem with it is if it's something negative and he's saying something negative about his child being gay or transgendered or whatever. I'd but rather the fact have a happy, healthy child exactly. than a, a healthy, healthy, happy, LGBTQI child than a dead child. Exactly. Is what I would say. Exactly. Period. Point blank. And, you know, shout out to him for doing that. And I think, you know, and I'm not a parent, but I feel like as parents, you know, you do what you 
you do what you think is best and right. you do what you know how to do. Like, I don't think as much self-help books as there are, like everyone's situation is different. Right. And I feel like every day you're, chal- you're faced with new challenges and you do what you feel is best for you and your family and you do what you are able to do. And that's it. And again, I don't know the background behind the photo. We were not there. We didn't know what's going on in Dwayne's mind about behind it, but I think everybody needs to just chill the fuck out. And yeah. I feel like this is a child and I feel like we're making it a bigger deal than what it needs to be. Um, but I do like how he is trying to get ahead of it. Yeah. Um, so that's good too. Yeah. And I feel like Dr. Lipschitz said it best. Dr. Lipschitz. Do you remember that? <laughs> well, Lipschitz says. Right. I wanted, I wanted to see if you remembered, friend. But Dr. Lipschitz said it best. Love your child. I don't know if he said that, but I just wanted to reference that real quick. That's the first fucking thing I thought about. Okay, so I've gone back to us the Rugrats. Like, <laughs> have you ever realized like how grown of a show it was? Yeah, yeah. Like the show was like grown as shit. Do you know how many of the cartoons I used to watch, like Cow and Chicken? I never hey really Arnold. thought about like the devil, like the red devil that was in there, uh-huh. as being the actual devil. I think the oldest, like, I can watch Hey Arnold now and I'm cracking the fuck up. Because now I'm looking like, oh shit, like. I miss they're that. In, like, they're like, they're in New York, you know, like, they live in like a, I don't want to say it's like a halfway. I feel like grandpa and them live in a halfway house. Like, I feel like Arnold lives in, his grandpa runs a halfway house. Because he all the people did. there was just Got not. something wrong. Something was wrong. You know, uh, Helga's mother was a drunk. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just like, yo, like. A depressed drunk at that. Yes. This show was just off the freaking chain. Mm-hmm. And they were so, like, diverse. And then Hey Arnold's with, like, if you look at the twins' parents, they have, the, like, the man and woman sign on them or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Like, yo, this show was crazy. Stoop kids afraid to leave his stoop. Mm-hmm. That was my motherfucking song. And the boy who used to be like. <sighs> yeah. Oh, my God. It's disgusting. Disgusting. But I love that show. And Are You Afraid of the Dark is back. Okay, I, I haven't I watched that. it. You did. I haven't watched it yet. I'm scared. It's supposed to come on um, Friday. It was like a part two series. I haven't watched the first part. I plan on watching that while I'm, you know, doing my uh, passion twist on Friday. Okay. Hello. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians mm-hmm. from time And Kim was, this is the episode they were getting ready for the Met, Met Gala. And I don't know, like. Kanye brought his body in there, and they were having a discussion. He was saying, you know, I don't want my wife dressing this particular way. I don't know if they were talking about a photo shoot she was getting ready to do or the Met Gala, but he was just like, you know, as my wife and as I've changed and I've evolved, then I better understand why it bothered me. It's because you are my wife, and I don't want the world seeing you like that. And Sister Um, Kim, she clapped back at it. She was just like, this is how you met me. And she said, just because you're on your Jesus journey, she said, doesn't mean that I am. So she said, you don't get to come up in here the day before, the night before, what I have to do and tell me what to put on and what not to put on. Child, I died. He just got up and he left. He got up and he brought his happy ass with that jean jacket and he walked his ass out of that room. What do you think about changing your appearance? Not even just in relationship, but being around certain people. I don't change my appearance for people, but I do change, like, you know, with different friends, you act a different way, or you guys do different things. Right. I do that, 
Because certain friends I'm more goofy and playful with. Certain friends I have to be more serious and calm with. Like, different friends bring out different things. But as far as my appearance, I ain't doing none of that shit. You can get the same resting bitch face that everybody been getting. So I feel and like, I'm not changing my clothes, so fuck you. So I feel like when I'm around my mom, like, I remember being in college, like, I'm going to campus, I have my hair wrapped up, I'm going with my bonnet, leave me alone, whatever. My mother would have a heart attack if she saw me. I would never do that at home in my mother's presence if we were going somewhere because she would just fall out. And then I also have friends who, like, if I'm going around their family members or whatever it is, like, I try to be a little bit more conservative. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, But it's just... I bring it up for that fact. And then also the fact of, like, you ever met somebody who's going on, like, a journey, whether it's a spiritual journey or whatever it is, and they want you to go ahead and get on board with them. And, like, if you're not on board with them, they're just kind of like, why are you doing this? And Like, they're kind of judging you. Mm-hmm. Would you, have you ever experienced something like that? Yeah, so that's when, when I feel the judgment, then that's when I pull away. I might say something to you about it, and if you, you know, passively ignore me or say whatever you say and I'm not feeling it I'm gonna let you do you because at the end of the day I don't want to put a rift in between our friendship however okay I would say this after I got married and I had my kids I did change the way that I dressed like I used to wear liquid leggings that I have boots okay like I, I used to be like you know I'm out here I'm still cute, those type of things, okay? Still am, however. But I toned it down a little bit. Like, I used to wear a lot of fitted shirts because, you know, I had the, you know, the girls was out, okay, you know, okay. whatever. But now, you know, I try to wear a little more um, stuff that covers because the body ain't the same no more. Okay. Right. Shit don't sit up no more. It's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. But it's okay. Um, excuse me. Take a moment. Just one second. <laughs> Take a moment. I mean, things have changed as far as gravity and me getting older. So I have decided to cover up a little more, but still keep it. You can still be covered and and classy and sexy at the same time. You don't have to show all of your body to be sexy, but I'm not going to change how I dress for somebody. I chose to change it for myself because I, I want my daughter to look at me as being a respectable mother and not one of those hoochie mamas because I used to look I used to look at people's mothers and how I used to come and get them from school right like why your mother got this tight ass dress on like who's she trying to get a new fucking father for you I mean I kind of feel like so I feel like this if you got it flaunt it I kind of feel like that but then I say for myself I agree if you got it flaunt it right there's a tasteful way to do things however I feel for myself just on my own merit just as I've gotten older I feel like I've just kind of switched things up a little bit Mm -hmm. so I think about when I used to go up to the club, like, we'd be out and, like, barely nothing. Mm-hmm. But now, I'm girl, just, like... Girl, and, and floss. Girl, but now I'm just, like, I don't need to do that, and I could, if I wanted to, I could still pull people. Mm-hmm. But when I see, like, so I'm 29 now, and, like, when I see, like, certain trends and... Stop it for a minute. I've got plenty of time. <laughs> when I see certain trends and styles, I'm like, that's cute if I was 21, 22. Right, right. But I'm not that age anymore. Right. So... I think the older you get, you have to kind of find your own type of sexy. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it should be based upon someone else's approval. And because, as she said, Kanye, because you're on your Jesus journey. Right. And that's also when I think, too, like with church. Mm-hmm. Remember when you were younger, like, I'm going to go to church and I'm going to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think beforehand, that was a big reason why, like, when I stopped going to church for the time that I did, I wanted to be comfortable. Um 
I mean, the church that I happen to go to, I'm like, I, you obviously, I'm not going to go up in there and sweat pants or whatever the case is. But I feel like if I have a day where I just don't want to glam it up, that's my business. And I need to be able to go in there and you worry about self. Yeah. Come as you are. Um, but I remember church being a real big thing like you had to have your um um your dress your dress iron stockings your, socks, your shoes your hair your, your hair your grandmother pressing your hair yep. smelling like uh burnt hair burnt flat irons and rat tail or some shit it was a big thing so just to to be refreshed and know that I can go to a church where it's just come as you are. And that's saying, you know, come like a hooker or something. Come in like some, if all you got is jeans and a t-shirt, come in jeans and t-shirt. God does not judge you for what you have on. Hello. Yeah, I think it was just, it was just funny to me. Like, but then even when I think of like people who are going on like there, I remember when I like, got back into my relationship with God or whatever it was. Like, I, this is maybe, like, my senior year of college. Like, I started going to church during the weekday. Like, I was just like, you know what, like, I need it. And it wasn't for anybody else. Like, I still went out and did what I did. But it wasn't, I made sure to be mindful of I didn't want to be that, quote, unquote, that Jesus freak or Mm -hmm. because I found the Lord, I can't do this or I'm judging you. Mm -hmm. No, it was just like I did it for myself. Um... But I think a lot of times people, when they make these changes in their life, are like, let's say, for example, a friend is dieting. Just because you chose to change how you eat and you do whatever it is, that doesn't mean I'm going to shame homegirl because she wants to fuck up a bag of chips Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Like, it's not for you to say that. And I feel like you have to be mindful of that. People's journeys are what they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And I say this specifically with Wade because I know someone who does that. Um, And it's just like, if that's what she wants to eat, that's what she wants to eat. And if she's not ready to, you know, make those changes yet, that's her business. But you don't need to remind her of it every time she does something. Um, so, yeah. And I've had to have that conversation with Kunle. Not about, like, weight or anything like that. But I'm like, if that's the place that your friend is in right now, if they still want to do this, that, and the third, that's their business. It doesn't work for you right now, and that's okay. You mm-hmm. don't got to partake in it. But don't be judgy to them because they still want to partake in certain things because there was a part, there was a point in time where that's what you wanted to do. Things have changed for you for whatever reason in different ways, and you've gone on different paths, but it's not for you to go ahead and to judge them. And you either choose to still rock with that person or you don't. Right. But it's not for you to every time they do something for you to be turning up your nose at a person or like, nah, I can't bang with that because da 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 da. And why you still doing this? And why you still doing that? Because they want to. Because that's their motherfucking business. Hmm. Okay. Now, this week, Arshay. Are I, we wrapping things up, friend? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You got to make that note. I'm just saying. I'm you, sorry. You, you I'm sorry. One thing to one I'm sorry. You're talking about Jesus. Now you're talking about music. You gotta, I'm you sorry. You got to say something friend. in between. I apologize. You got to say something in between. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so, this week. I have a music plug, but it's not necessarily anybody new to y'all, but she's on Up and Coming. Okay. We like Up and Coming because we ain't what? Nobody famous. Okay. Summer Walker dropped her album, and she has this song with Usher called Come Through. When I tell you, I probably listened to the song like 200 times. And it does, like, you know the song, You Make Me Wanna Lead a One mm-hmm. That's playing in the background of the song. It is so fucking good. So, go ahead, check it out. Summer Walker. The song is called Come Through and the album is called Over It. Okay. And that's all I've got. Is that the one you sent me? 
And I didn't listen. Of course. You never listen to the music Because, I first you. of all, you need to send it through Spotify. I'm not paying for Apple. Anywho. Whatever. All right. I bet you if guys. I send it through YouTube, you still wouldn't listen to it. I would. Since you want to be petty. Hmm. Whatever. Boop, boop. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.